0: every position i got a diamond at but if i'm not getting a mushu you ain't getting a jeremy <laughs> what i feel like a young no more right to us we're very friendly we'll much love. love i like root beer now. you did me dirty Welcome back to Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy. This is your host, Jeremy Altro. Thanks for coming back with us, guys. Uh, unfortunately, Maddie won't be here today, but don't worry, you guys are in good hands. Uh, very excited to come in today. You know, we've had a lot of news over the past about 48 hours. Really want to dive into it, kind of get, you know, just get into it. Super excited about it. So let's start off with uh, yesterday's news, or not yesterday's, but Wednesday's news, January 20th, inauguration day for Joe Biden. Uh, Big day in the U.S., uh, whether you're looking towards the Republican side of things, Democratic side of things, at the end of the day, I think his message was nice and uh, kind of just talks about we need to unite in order for everybody to move forward, which I think was really big. Um, I don't want to get too much into politics. I just wanted to say, just mention the inauguration just because it's a big day in U.S. history, regardless of which which way you're looking at it, still president at the end of the day. But he wasn't the only one with big news that day. Philip Rivers of the now, or former, Philip Rivers, formerly quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, (laughs) struggling there, and the San Diego slash LA Chargers, uh, formally announced his retirement from the NFL. Uh, Rivers was an eight time Pro Bowler, fifth all time passing yards, was 63,440, which is amazing, a great accomplishment uh 421st, 421st 421 touchdowns which is fifth all-time 134 wins as a starting quarterback and it led 29 fourth quarter comebacks. that right there is an amazing stat in itself philip rivers in la slash san diego is known for unfortunately at the end of games it seems like the moment gets too big and For whatever reason, there's always a big interception or a big play that just doesn't go the Chargers' way. They end up losing a tight one. So there's already been conversation on whether or not, is this guy Hall of Good or Hall of Great? I've given you three stats that, to me, make Hall of Fame. First, fifth all-time in passing was 63,000 yards. 63,000 yards and he's fifth all-time. That right there in itself, great stat. Next one, 421 touchdowns. Only four guys have more touchdowns than him. The last one, the fact that he was able to come back in the fourth quarter 29 times. That number could have easily been doubled. Easily been doubled with all the amount of times that the Chargers were in the game in that fourth quarter, and it just didn't go their way. So for those of you that want to say Hall of Great, I welcome you to come on to the show, and we can have a discussion about it and see why you feel he doesn't make it. Because I've been hearing some of the reasons, and to me, I'm just not buying it. I don't agree with it. And I think he belongs, at the end of the day, in the Hall of Fame. But that's not the only football news. Make sure you guys are paying attention this weekend. The conference title games. The AFC and the NFC. You got in the NFC the Bucks going against the Buccaneers. Going against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. The first time Aaron Rodgers has hosted the conference game. At Lambeau Field. So this is going to be a very interesting one to me. Um, if you ask me right now which team is going to win, I'm going Packers. Packers are going to the Super Bowl. I watched that game against the Rams. And there's just no way you can't tell me you can't. Like, there's no way Aaron Rodgers is going to lose. You look at the way he played the last game. You look at the way the team in a general played. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, I know the Bucks are... High power team: Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin. That those that's great offense. However, Tom Brady at this point is not the number one quarterback. They do not have the number one wide receiver, and I think the running game is pretty good with Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones the second, I think it is. But at the end of the day, Aaron Jones is probably a top five running back in the league. Matt Lafleur has done a great job over there in Green Bay. So I really believe Green Bay at the end of the day is going to go ahead and take the win. Look at the other game. This game, I think, woo, this is the one to me that can go either way. The Bills were led by Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid in that scary, scary offense. I don't know where to put my money at. I told everybody at the beginning of the season the Bills were going to the Super Bowl. I had a Bills and Rams, and so far I only got half of it. I have a chance for half of it to be right. I'm I'm not sure what the Bills have to do. I, I don't want to say stop Mahomes, because at the end of the day, you, it's almost impossible. It's very difficult to do. It's too simple of a thing to do. You know, and uh, for the Chiefs, all you have to do is go out there and play your game, and more than likely you'll win. Uh, the Bills almost have to be damn near perfect, and I think they're capable of it. I think Josh Allen is capable of going toe-to-toe with Mahomes. Is he as talented? Mm, maybe not. But can he be for one day? I think so. I truly, truly think so. I think he could be in there to to be in his first Super Bowl. I think he can win his first conference title game or conference game to go to the Super Bowl. I really believe it's, there's a chance. I have the Chiefs at the end of the day winning the game. However, I'm not going to be surprised at all if the Bills go ahead and win the game. Not gonna be surprised. There's no way you're gonna tell me, oh, you weren't expecting. No, I, I think it's possible. I think it's an up in the air game. Um, that can go either way. But I think this Sunday, make sure you're watching football because it's gonna be very fun, very exciting. Oh my gosh, I can't. Look- I'm looking forward to it already. Um, moving over. Remember, guys, short episode, just me today. Just gonna run through it. But we're gonna go ahead and move over to the MLB right now. Where there's finally some news, everybody. Finally, some news is being made. George Springer is heading to Canada. He's going to go ahead and go to the Toronto Blue Jays on a six-year, $150 million deal, which is actually a deal that I really like for him. I think it was his time in Houston was over. I think the scandal really put a damper on things there. Springer moving over to the Blue Jays is a good move because they have a young core just about ready to compete. To compete for a playoff spot, I would say they probably need another pitcher, in my opinion. I think they can go out and get a James Paxton, maybe on a one-year deal, two-year deal, high AAV. I think it's possible, and that'll allow them to maybe be in that playoff contention. George Springer is going to go ahead and be lined up with, I was going to say Tiasco Hernandez, but that's not the starting point, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Cavern Biggio. And Bo Bichette. Those are the three studs right there that you need to look out for. And I think all of them are showing great promise. They've had some pretty good seasons already. Look like for them to take the next step. You're going to slide in George Springer there, who is a professional hitter. who's probably going to lead off. You're probably lead off with him. Go down to, to more than likely Bichette. Maybe... Vladdy, you can throw in Biggio, you can throw in Oscar Hernandez, you can throw in Lurie's Um, there's names there. It's going to be a a pretty stacked offense to me. Let's just see if they can put it all together, maybe get some pitching. I think right now they need some help relief-wise. However, they did make a step to doing that, take a step to doing that, with the addition of Kirby Yates, former closer for the San Diego Padres. Uh, Yates coming off an injury year. So it's going to be a one-year deal. Unfortunately, the amount has not been announced, so I don't have that information for you yet. But I like the move. I think, like I said, there are a few pieces away to me to really contending. I would add another bullpen arm. I need another arm in the bullpen, and I need another starter. Because right now you have Hunjin Ryu, Nate Pearson, Robbie Ray, and you have um, Chicken Strip over there, Ross Stripling, as the swingman. Is he going to be a reliever? Is he going to be a starter? I'm not sure. Unless you're in the organization, you probably don't know. So, uh, to me, they just need that one little piece. But that's not the only move they almost made. Um, originally reported by Ken Rosenthal, Michael Brantley was going to head over to the Blue Jays. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he failed the physical. I don't, I'm i not sure exactly what happened. It hasn't been announced yet. But that got axed. He's going to go ahead and re-sign with the Astros for a two-years, $32 million deal. And the Astros went out, got Pedro Baez. They still have Ryan Presley. He got some old starter, so I'm not sure where they're going to fit in the AL West. Not sure how competitive they'll be. But at the end of the day, bringing back Michael Brantley, a professional hitter, is always the right step in the right direction. You know, you always need a bat like that in the probably the two spot for them. Maybe leading off depends how they want to do it. But I like the addition to bring him back. Or not addition, but the idea to, hey, you're staying here with us. Don't worry about going anywhere else. I really like it for them. Now, this is the big, not big, but the very interesting piece of news that came out. Trevor Bauer wants to go ahead and pitch every four days. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Eh." this guy's always trying to be different, huh? I don't know if you, as a major league owner or the skipper or the GM, president of operations, whichever, you know, wherever you are, do you want uh, your starting pitcher going every fourth day? One, you can look at it from a health standpoint. Can his body last that long? Can he go ahead and pitch that many times? I think it comes out to 44 starts in a season. 44. That's about ten extra, 14 extra for most starters. Uh, usually it's about 32, 33 starts. You know, that's an extra over an extra 10 starts. Where does this work for him? Does it? makes sense to him from a medical standpoint? Does it make sense as a skipper, you know, the the manager, to do it and mess up your rotation? Because remember, every fourth day, he has to pitch, and it's not like your fifth starter is always in that spot. You know, whether it's every fourth game, every fourth day, however they manufacture it, I don't know if it makes sense. Because you can start him... But he's not going to complete your rotation to your number two starter right away. He'll go ahead and go around. After the third guy, he's supposed to pitch. The fifth guy would pitch. Now you have your second guy again. Depends on how you want to do it. If you don't mind having an ace go and maybe your second guy go a day later. But it's going to be hard to match up throughout the season. We see it all the time where managers are setting up their rotation for that. You know, for those matchups or that homestand, or if you're away, or whatever it might be. That's the key part to me. You're going to mess up your rotation health-wise. I don't think it's out of the question. We've seen it happen a long, long time ago. Yes, they didn't pitch as long, but they threw more innings and threw more pitches consistently. So that, to me, is an interesting part on which way things can go. But that's the only reason I wouldn't do it because of rotation. You know, you have your medical side, but I think you can get past that. And the rotation-wise, you may mess it up, which may put me in a bigger hole. Not only that, if you're struggling, do I really want you pitching every fourth day? Or are we going to have to butt heads and say, you know what, you're not working out on this plan. I need you to go back to a normal five-day. What happens then? Is it in the contract? How do If I want to manage, how do I manage this and this and that? Because if he pitches every fourth day, what if you need more bullpen on that day? Every fourth day, you're going to need a bullpen if he's tired, right? If his body's not up for it. So, these are the questions that go in my head with that. Um, just some piece of news that's been uh, pushed out there. The Dodgers, the Mets, and the Angels right now are all keeping tabs on them. The Mets are the front runner, followed by the Angels. And somewhere in the mix, the Dodgers are there. That'd be a hell of a rotation for the Dodgers. But the guys who really need it are those Los, Los Angeles, the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles are the ones that need him. They need him the most because they lack pitching every single year, and they're keeping greatness out of the playoffs in Mike Trout. So that, to me, is what needs to be done. Angels need to go out, find a way. I, I love him here in L.A. I would love him to be with the Dodgers. But I understand that the Angels need him more. So I want to see them go out and splurge, get this guy in the, in the clubhouse, make a run while you still have a Mike Trout in his prime. It's coming up on age 30, if not already. Don't waste them any longer. Now, speaking of wasting. the M- In the NBA, that new super team of the Brooklyn Nets went up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. One may think that this is going to be a runaway game. That one is incorrect. Um, the return of Jared Allen and the 50 centers that are on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now actually came into Brooklyn and won the game in double overtime. Uh, we saw, you know, the three stars kind of got their numbers, but they can't defend. Um, trading for James Harden really hurt them depth-wise. You can see that their bench is not going to be as strong. So looking at this, it kind of makes me wonder, like, what is going to happen here? Because in game one, James Harden's deferring. To me, James Harden is more of a scoring threat Than Kyrie Irving. Now they can both get a bucket. I'm not saying that they can't. But if you told me you need one bucket to save the world, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, I'm probably gonna tell you Kyrie uh, is not the guy for me. Give me James. He'll find a way either get the layup, get the three, step back three, or get to the free throw line, and I'll take the points that way. You know, I'm not sure with Kyrie. Plus, I'm not sure what mindset he's back. He's in now that he's back. You know, he wasn't able to reach out and tell people why he was out, kind of just stepped away, said, I need a couple of days. Didn't go out and said, hey, guys, you know, there's a lot going on. I need to take a step back. Um, I'm here if you need me, but I, I need to kind of be away for a little bit. That, to me, is perfectly fine. If you're willing to speak with the team, the organization, just say say that. But if you just step away, just said, no, I need to be gone, no explanation, no communication, that's too much of a headache for me. I think he's out there doing a good thing for the world. But you can do that and play basketball. Or if that's what you really want to do full-time, go ahead. Nobody's going to be mad at you. Nobody's going to blame you for stepping away. But go all into something. You know, my Moore more of the WNBA stepped away for, I believe, it was two years. And you, you can't be mad at it. She's not leading her teammates around, not messing up with the organization, not you know leading this organization on, taking the money and doing other things, not showing up, doing this, this, and that. She did it the right way. Kyrie should have taken a note and followed it that way. Now, with this loss, I've seen that they need depth and they're going to struggle with the big man. So I actually have a couple of trade propositions that I think could work out here. I wouldn't mind sending him to the Pelicans with Brandon Ingram and Zion. Pair them up. In return, you get Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, Steven Adams, and probably a first-rounder or two. That, to me, is a great deal for the Nets. Lonzo is a starting point guard in this league. Is he the biggest scorer? No, but he's passed first. You have two superstars in the outside wings. They don't always have to come up with the ball. They can go play off the ball, figure out other ways to score. They're that good. Alonzo's a perfect guy to feed them. Then you take Eric Bledsoe. Those guys need to sit at some point. Eric Bledsoe is your scoring threat off the bench to lead your second unit. Because it doesn't look like they're using Shamit too much, Landry Shamit. I believe he got a DNP. So if you're not going to use them, might as well look at this. Steven Adams, you can start him, you could put him off the bench, whichever one you want, but he is a defensive anchor. Just like DJ, DJ can't play 35 minutes, 40 minutes in the game probably. You can pair him up though, and I think it would work great. He can hold down the center, get the lobs, the putbacks, the easy stuff in the middle. I really like this deal. To me, this is the number one deal. My second deal. Kyrie Irving pairs up with Stephen Curry- And the Warriors, in return, you get James Wiseman, Kelly Oubre, and Pascal. You'd probably get a pick, too. But that, to me, would be a great deal. Wiseman, young, up-and-coming center. You can put him in with DJ, uh, before DJ, after DJ, doesn't matter. Kelly Oubre can play the three, the four, off the bench. You know, the three-point shot is coming back a little bit. I think the confidence is coming. He does a lot of intangibles, which is what matters to me here. You need a guy that's willing to defend. You need a guy that can shoot it. You need a guy that can do the little things. That is him. And so is Pascal. Power forward, small center, whichever way you want to work it. He works, to me, in this lineup. Can shoot the ball a bit. Does a lot of little things. That's what they need. They don't need more big things in Brooklyn. And you guys that can do the little things, let your stars do their job, you guys do this bottom job right here. And I think that'll work out. You could even put an Oubre on the starting line lineup next to KD and James Harden. You let James Harden bring the ball up. It works to me. Two other deals I'm not as high on, but I think they could work. Kyrie Irving to the Magic for Terrence Ross, Eric... Uh, Eric. For Ant Fournier... And a couple of first-rounders, you get scoring on the wings, six seven, six six guys. Not the greatest defensively, but they're going to be able to score when your stars aren't in. To me, that's, what, that's a key focal point. Can you get points when your stars aren't in? We looked at the Lakers last year. Really struggled offensively when you didn't have AD and you didn't have LeBron James in. You know, I don't think you want that too much right now, especially when you're trying to push for a championship. You need all of these little guys. That's what I'm harping on. You need the role players that can go out there and do what your stars don't need to do. Defend and move the ball. That's pretty much it. And come in and play with some energy. Well, last deal. Now, this will help them get a little bit younger. Not too much. Add some three-point shooting, some defense. Laurie Marketing, Denzel Valentine, Otto Porter, and probably a first-rounder. You trade Kyrie Irving to the Bulls let him pair up with Zach Levine. Now, those two, I think, can go out and get some buckets and maybe compete. I'm leaving Wendell Carter there. So you have that potential at center. And they can figure out the rest. But I like this move for um, Brooklyn because I like Valentine, Otto Porter the most. Uh, Marketing, for me, is kind of just throw in. Yes, I think he has the highest potential out of the three guys. But I don't know what he is anymore. You know, he had that hell of a rookie year. And since then, kind of whoop, dropped down. So is he that rookie year or is he his past years? I'm not sure. Yes, he's had a lot of injuries. So that's a that's an issue too. But to me, these deals make sense. They're adding depth. It's one guy for, no, you're not getting probably the same back talent. But you get guys that can compete in different areas that allow your big men to go out and star. So to me, what I'm trying to say is they need to move on from Kyrie Irving. James Harden, KD can get it done. They've already shown that they can get it done in the two games they played together. Those guys can score at will, no more double teaming them. Cause now you're gonna if you do, somebody's open and the and K D and James Harden can make the play to get hit that open man. These guys can get buckets, they can be playmakers, they can get the rebound and start the break. They can do it all. These are this is probably one of the best combinations I've seen in a long time. You know, we talk about big little Shaq and Kobe. We talk about little little Jordan Pippen. I'm not gonna say they're Jordan and Pippin. But they can honestly be the second best teammates or group duo ever. That's how talented these guys are and that's the abilities that they have. So we'll see what happens with them. Um, Thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, Had a lot of fun doing this. Like I said, I know it's a short episode. Don't worry, Maddie and I will be back uh, for the next episode, kind of go over some some of the same things, talk about um, more than likely why are there so many considered quote-unquote goats out there. Um, Speak about Ronaldo setting the new scoring record, by the way. Uh, We had a lot to talk about, so make sure you guys stay tuned to the next episode. Um, Thanks for listening today. Thanks for rocking with me, man. Thanks for rocking with me. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening today. Uh, Make sure you guys find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever podcasts are streamed. Or you can always find us at goingdeepwithmatthewandjeremy.com. Find out all the latest episodes. Learn about us. Find your merchandise. Anything you want to know about us, it's there. Once again, that's goingdeepwithmatthewandjeremy.com. And as always everybody, much love!